HTO football, everyone. Um, you're with your hosts, Tom and Andrew, as ever. Andrew, looking forward to today's discussion? Yeah, I can't wait. I'm, I've been a fan of this one for, for a few years now. I won't say how many years because it'll give off my age, but um, <laughs> yeah, I've been, I've been a fan right from the start. Absolutely. Well, we are joined today by Tom Davidson from Football Manager. Um, Tom, how are you? Are you well? I'm good, thanks. Thanks for having me on. Not at all, not at all. I think we've got to kick off with the fact that um, very soon, there will be the new release of the game that people obsess about, uh, that probably destroys marriages, destroys lives, and certainly takes a good few sort of weekend hours anyway. Um, are you excited for the new release? And it'd be great if you could give listeners a little flavour as to um, sort of your role in the, in the build-up to the release of the new game um, and kind of how busy everyone is at Football Manager. Yeah, I mean, this is this is by far and away our busiest part of the year. Um, we, we've got the game coming out on November uh, November 24th, um, which is we Football Manager 2021, which, you know, we were only just getting over FM20. Um, and, you know, we were really busy over the last few months with that anyway. Um, but, yeah, we've got we've got a lot of stuff to sort of get out between now and then. Um, in terms of my role, I'm, I'm PR manager um, for Sports Interactive. So my day-to-day job is basically dealing with the media, which at this time of year, you know, is pretty intense when people want to find out what's going on with the game, like when they, when they can get their hands on it. Um, you know what sort of stuff's going to be in, in the game and things like that. So, um, you know, we, we're we're very excited to show what's going to be in the game this year. Um, that's coming in, in, in the next few weeks. But um, but yeah, it's it's a really busy time. And I know it's you know it's obviously busy for us on like the the communication side of things. But on the development team, it's you know it's just crazy how 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 dedicated they are to to making the game as good as it can be every year. Absolutely. Is it always a sense that? you know, oh, it can't be as big as last year or it can't be as, as much to do. And then yet every year it just sort of goes again and it's a monster. Yeah, definitely. I mean, the, the whole process sort of, it, it really begins as soon as the game is out each year. So, you know, we get one game out the door and then we start straight away on the next one. Um, and it starts like really planning, you know, what, what stuff's actually going to make it into the game because we have a database of about, you know, about 3,000 features already. So that's without any extra ones coming in. And then you have to whittle that down to something manageable that people can work on and that can, we can, you know, talk about over the course of the, the release of the game. Um, so that process starts, like, from day one of the, of the, of the previous year's game being out the window. Um, and then that really, like, ramps up as we get into, you know, January, February time. And then stuff starts to really, like get decided and, and then stuff starts to get worked on on then. Um, and the way it works is that people work on like their features individually. So you might have, we've got different gameplay teams. So you might have like a, we've got the match team um, who handle everything you see when you're playing a game in FM. Um, you've got like the database team who are making sure that player transfers and everything are up to date. Um, okay. And, you know, all these different groups work on their own features individually. And then it sort of comes together um, about like August time is when we start to like push it all into one place. And that's when we really like, it, it starts to feel real at that point, you know, everything's sort of in place and we can, we can start um, like honing it and polishing it to make it sure. 
So you'd also be pleased when the football, um, when transfer windows closed and settled, because <laughs> everyone's changing everything at every second. Yeah, it's a bit of a weird one this year with it being like an extra extra month onto a window, um, because obviously it means that you know the, the database team are sort of still unsure as to like when they can when they can properly sign everything off because. We like to obviously have all the players at their clubs that they're going to play the season at, but then we also like to give like maybe like six or seven games to see how that player's fitting into the team. Um, so you, we can see like, you know, are they, should we rate them like this or have they, have they underperformed? So we should be rating them like this. So um, that balancing act, I think, will be, uh, will be happening over the next few weeks. So, um, so yeah, it's always, it's always difficult for those guys around transfer window. Um, it's going to be different this year because they're usually like, quite relaxed by the time the game actually is released. Mm. Um, it might be a little bit closer to the wire this year for those guys, yeah. but I'm sure they'll hit it. Not, not to delve too much into, obviously, COVID, Tom, but what, what sort of impact has that had in, in the process of the, the release of this game and the making of it? It has definitely had an impact. I mean, we're quite lucky. Uh, quite a few of the team works from home anyway, um, before, like, as permanent off-siders before um, COVID hit. But it's definitely had an impact. I mean, we've had to basically have the whole studio equipped to work from home. Um, and I think, you know, we've done a great job of it. Um, the IT team have sorted everyone out with all the equipment they need. So it's pretty, been a pretty seamless transition from being in the office, mm. you know, all the time to then working from home. Um, but it has, it has an impact. We've had to sort of bring in new processes and sort of really make sure that people can communicate effectively because the way it works in the office is everyone, it's all very informal, like face-to-face, um, little like 15 minute meetings where you give like progress updates and that sort of thing. So we've obviously had to transition that over to like Zoom and team calls. Um, so yeah, that's that's been that's been a, I think a lot a lot of a lot of work has gone into that from like the senior management team. Um, but I think when people come to play the game, they'll notice that you know to to them it will seem like business as usual. Um, and that's a phrase we've sort of used in the office um, quite a bit, or used in the team quite a bit. Is is this period is business as usual? Um, and I think what I've been really pleased by and impressed with is the focus hasn't necessarily been on like the work side of things because there's a there's a trust that people have been doing it for so long yeah. that they can do it whether they're at their desk or whether they're at home um, but it's been more on like supporting people with like their mental health and making sure that they've got everything they need because a lot of them obviously at home with with young families so mm. that that for me has been really pleasing that you know there's been that support there and it hasn't just been about we've got to get the game out at all costs. It's been you know make sure that you're yeah. comfortable. You mentioned the you mentioned the team there, obviously at FM. Over the years, Tom, since harking back to before you, I guess, were a fan of the game before you joined. How 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 has the team evolved as well? Is that has it become a lot bigger? Is it become is there a huge range now of different areas that people work on? I can imagine back in the Championship Manager days, it was like a couple of people sat at a desk yeah. trying, to, trying to fix out the two D pitch or something, but. Um, has that has that has that grown exponentially with the rise of the game? Yeah, massively, absolutely massively. Like you, you mentioned about the Championship Manager days, yeah. I mean, when I think back in uh, like the late nineties, when they just moved into like, their first proper office, um, there were six people, or maybe like maybe maybe six, and then it grew to twelve in the first year, mm. and then now we, we're just over two hundred, um, oh, which wow. is crazy. Yeah, um, and we've actually hired around I think it's 21 members of staff during like the lockdown period mm-hmm. uh, which is fantastic yeah. yeah and yeah you're right about different areas as well like there's there's so many uh, new areas and, and particularly on like 
you know, the mobile game has become really popular now. Um, I mean, it always was, but it's like over the last few years, it seems to be as, as smartphones have got better and people are more aware like how they can play games on a smartphone. Uh, that just seems to be on the rise. So that team has expanded. Um, we've got like more, more platforms than ever. Like this year, we're coming to Xbox for the first time in, I think it's 13 years. Mm. Um, so we've got, you know, people we've hired to work on, on that side of things as well. So it's ever, it's ever changing. And, and like when I joined, I joined eight years ago and we've just passed, I think the hundred mark. Um, and that was like a massive milestone. Yeah. But uh, this is, yeah, the, the rate of growth in the last few years has been crazy. It's, so a bit of an opportunity for a sales pitch and you, you mentioned the, the mobile. Um, if you could for the listeners, just say how, how many platforms you're on and do you know how many users there are globally then? How many players there were last year? That kind of thing. Because I'm sure it'd be some astonishing figures. Yeah. So last year we had, um, well, last year was a bit skewed because we actually made the game free on the, P- the PC game, free for, for two weeks on Steam. And then recently, last month, we actually we made it free to own um, on a platform called Epic. Um, so a lot of people took advantage of those two, those two periods. And so it's a little bit skewed for last year. Generally, we have um, just over 2 million players worldwide across all of the different platforms. So we've got Football Manager, which is the main PC and Mac game, which is the one that I think everyone grew up with. And, you know, you was Championship Manager back in the day and it's evolved into Absolutely. what it is now. Um, so that's still our like, most popular mode of playing the game um each year and then we have um football manager touch which is it started out actually as a mode within main fm um mm-hmm. as a, like a, a lighter way a more a quicker way to get through the seasons um but in recent years we've expanded that out onto things like so it's on uh tablets on android ios um and then it's got on the nintendo switch as well um and then we're obviously releasing the xbox edition which is sort of it's a, it's a specific edition of the game, but it's tailored for the Xbox uh, controller. So, you know, oh, nice. we've had to sort of, everyone, most people play the game on PC, PC and Mac keyboards. So um, we've had to sort of revolutionize the way we, we work with the, with, the, with the user interface. So when you're playing the game, it doesn't feel clunky when you're moving from menu to menu or you're trying to click from screen to screen. Hmm. So that's been worked on a lot. And then we've got the mobile game, um, which is available on pretty much any smartphone in the world. Um, and yeah, that's, uh, that's a little bit more accessible, I think, than the other two, um, because it's just like, it's quicker and it's punchier and you, you mainly deal with the stuff that really matters. So transfers, tactics, um, and, and match, match day itself. Um, you don't deal with like the media so much. You don't deal necessarily with like players, agents and that kind of thing, yeah. which, uh, which has been a nightmare for me on the on the main game in the past few years because I just can't. Every time I every time I start playing, it comes to me with like you know I want a new contract boss. I just cave straight away. I've got no. Lucky you're not in PR as your actual <laughs> job. You know. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. For me, for it has to be the desktop version. Like, there's nothing. I know. I know with the handheld device, there's that convenience, isn't there? And you can be on a train, you can be on a bus, you can be walking down the road and, and be playing the game, which is what FM want, I guess. But um, that you can't be a, a three a.m sitting in front of your computer in the dining room somewhere, like trying to chase down the playoffs away at Yeovil. You just, you cannot, <laughs> you're not going to replicate that, are you? Like, it's just, um, you mentioned earlier about the, the team as well, like growing. I just thought about, it's almost like as if there's a correlation there between modern day management as well. So if, like, you know, there used to be, you'd have the kit man and the water boy and, and the manager. And then now you've got all these yeah. like, peps entourage, you know, like you see all these all or nothing documentaries where there's a role for everyone. I watched the, um, the Bruce Dortmund one. 
few weeks back as well. And there's, there's a job for literally everyone. And that's why I feel like with the desktop version, I just love that control that you can, you can oversee everything, even though really that's not how it works because Pep doesn't do everything at Man City. But there's, there is that addiction, isn't there, where those, those ch- checklists come up on jobs and roles. <laughs> and I just, I just have to like tick them all for myself. It's just... Yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah no, exactly. I think, I think that, that control element is, is what keeps people coming back because, mm. you know, as football fans, we're so out of control anyway. Well, yeah, we, true. We, we don't we don't have any say in you know what the team does on the pitch or like who they bring in and anything like that and you just think you know the amount of times like i think all football fans have sat there and gone you know we've signed this player he's not he's not done well and there's you know our rivals have picked up this guy who is a fraction of the price has hit the ground running like you know you just want to get in there and take control Mm. um and the game definitely allows you to do that and i think yeah you're right about how there's so many more elements involved in like that that structure now with your backroom team in the game and um it's interesting like different people are will have completely different ways of using them like i think i'm more similar to you like, i'll try and take more like of a hands-on approach to, like everything mm. but then um you know it's interesting we watch people play the game and they'll be like okay i don't i don't do training at all i just let that let my assistant do that and i don't some of them don't even like have a say in transfer <laughs> yeah exactly yeah. like they've never seen the training ground i've just turned up on a match day yeah. um but some people like hand over all of the transfer responsibility to their like director of football yeah. for like a more realistic experience but then you're like well you know you could sign yeah. anyone absolutely yeah. anyone I'm, got yeah i'm not i'm not i'm not a first team head coach guys you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So yeah, it's um it's interesting for sure, yeah. right? and I think uh, I think yeah, I watched the um I watched the Man City documentary, and yeah, like the amount of like people in that dressing room now who aren't directly involved necessarily with the players, but are like giving Pep information and like feeding him like analysis and stuff. I think mm. you know it's 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 great how the game's growing like that, but you do wonder like where the where the cutoff is. Well, quite. We were we were fortunate enough to um to have a. Gary Learn and Colin Learn, so the ex-Arsenal in England physiotherapists, um, join us on HGO Football. And Gary actually said that's how kind of his career started. He was like the backup goalkeeper. And then he just sort of doing odds and bits. And actually then, you know, 20 years later, his career is one of the most established physiotherapists in, in, in the game. But, but essentially, look, it's a handful of people there just all pitching in rather than those individual roles, scope, specialised. But it, A, it's where football's going. But, you know, I guess it, it's, it's obviously where football manager's gone as well and to, to show that level of detail. So are, are you, uh, so you kind of hinted it there, but are you, are you a player who will have, you know, the gameplay on 45 minutes a half? You'll, you know, you'll have every little thing to towards your responsibility or are you a bit more hands-off in your in your Up playing? Up at half time. Yeah. <laughs> I have done, I have done. I remember um, when I was at uni, we had like a, a, an online game going, me and my flatmates. And we got, one of us, uh, one of us wasn't doing very well, but two of us were like fighting it out for the title. Um, and I, I was, we were managing in France and I, it was when PSG had just been taken over. Um, and they, the squad was bed money, but the squad was sort of like in transition from being, you know, mid-table to then what they are now. And uh, so I took over PSG. Um, my flat I took over was Leon, and we were going for the title on the final day. And we sat there, and we had to like we had the whole thing like you know separate rooms. Uh, couldn't come in and like spy on what we were doing tactically. Couldn't watch the game together. <laughs> So we had like 45 minute half set up and uh, we had like a little uh, Facebook chat on the go um, and just like dropping in like, you know, chat and banter in there about the, how the game was going. Mm. Um, so that was... Did, uh, you, did you win? 
I didn't. It was gutted. It was absolutely <laughs> gutted. I lost. I think I lost like two one, but we were absolutely battered them, and I don't understand like how we lost it. And Solomon Kalou was like my star player that year as well, which says it all, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so I, I I definitely have in the past like gone full in. Um, I think. You know, I think as we all get older, we've got less time um, on our hands. And, and it's great that the game lets you... And that's one thing we've really focused on, is giving you the chance to, like, customise the game to what you want out of it. So you can, mm. you know, if you've got all the time in the world, you can definitely go all in and, like, analyse and scrutinise every little detail. Um, but if you want to, like, hand that over to your assistant or, you know, hand stuff over to, to maybe your coaches or your scouts, then, then you can do that. So I'm probably now more of like a mix i tend to really focus on like certain areas so like scouting transfers that kind of thing um obviously like all the stuff around the match and, and the prep for for match day um tend to sort of like set the training schedules i want but then just let the assistant run the session because i'm not you know fussed about you know too much about uh whether they're doing like one-on-ones or creating chances in the in the final third or whatever so um yeah definitely focus more on like those key areas and, and just try and make those as good as possible but i didn't win any, win any trophies on uh fm20 i had to say with i'm a forest fan which i think is realistic that we didn't win anything we've not won anything for about 20 years but um yeah. but yeah it was you- uh it was it was horrible like just sitting in mid-table for five seasons yeah you you mentioned though you say the word realistic there and I think the the reason the game is just so successful is because there is that incredible realism when you're playing it that you know you're sitting in you're sitting in a pub with your mates and you've just come off the back of three straight wins on FM you've gone out to the pub and you're like it's to the extent where you get so gassed that you think like I'm going to start contacting Premier League clubs you know because like, <laughs> there's that famous quote from the in-between isn't there from Jay you know like taking Woke into the Champions League or something in six seasons like but you, there's the, what's why that's so funny I think it's because there, there's something in us that we kind of see what, what you're saying you know because when you're playing FIFA or Pro Evo or there's, there isn't that you don't get that realistic um, no. feeling from it do you? And it would be interesting to know, and I appreciate it's not in your in your day job, and it's not um, in your maybe in your role remit, therefore. But that element of actually, you see the rise of esports, and I look at something like a motorsport, and you look at um, you know how the Formula One teams are starting to sort of they use them often as their test drivers or their simulator drivers, um, and that kind of thing. They're they're esport drivers, and I wonder, you know, there's been instances where now football is going to sort of that for its scouting network to sort of FIFA into football manager. And, and could you see a place where football manager and FIFA therefore become ever more important to, to the real game live? And, and, and how often do you, does FM get used for its data? Yeah, definitely. Um, definitely can see it happening more. Um, yeah, we, we do get used. Uh, our data does get used by, by clubs, um, both here in the UK and internationally. Um, and it tends to be, I mean, it, there's so much data in the game that but we can you know pretty much give them an overview of any sort of area of a player they want to look at um and it varies by by club to club uh, can't, i can't talk about which clubs because there's like you know really strict confidential agreements sure. in place but um but yeah we do and it's it's we used to have to go out and sort of we'd have informal conversations with with clubs and with uh like uh, the boards or managers of clubs and, and we would talk about the database and like how, how many players there were. Cause it is, it, it's easier now to sort of understand like, you know, what a player in, in a certain league is doing or to add scouts in a certain area of the world. But 
we have, I mean, the average football club, top flight for football club, will have about 20 scouts um, worldwide. And we've got a thousand. Um, and that's just, they're just fans of the game who are really passionate about making sure that their nation or their club or their league is, is as accurate as possible in the game. Yeah. So they'll go and do, they'll go and do the scouting for us. Um, and they're really passionate about it. They're really, really knowledgeable. They're, they're dedicated fans. Um, and a lot of them go on to work in football. So like we've had people go and work um, mainly on like the, the analysis side of things. So mm. they will go and, you know, work as like performance analysts or data mm. analysts at a club. Mm. But some of them go into like scouting. Some of them go and work their way up to become like, you know, the top scouts at, at their club. Or um, with, there's a couple who've gone into like director of football positions. Um, one guy... Oh. One guy in Serbia is actually a manager now, um, which is crazy. Uh, so, I, I, yeah, it's definitely, it's definitely um, our influence in the game has grown massively. I mean, when, when I came in, that was one of our first targets was to become more ingrained in football, which I think we've, we've achieved um, quite a lot. And then I think with the esports side of things, yeah, that's, that's grown massively. I think with, over lockdown, we saw like just how much like sports and, and organizations were using gaming to absolutely sort of bring bring that flavor of like real entertainment to back to the fans who are missing out um and we've seen a little bit about i mean football managers not it's not set up really at the moment to be an esports game um no. not in the way that fifa is um mm. but i mean that's not to say it doesn't happen like people with there's a our community, our VFM community, like the streamers and YouTubers, they um, they put on a thing called the Streamer Showdown every couple of weeks or at least once a month. And that's getting like massive views on, on YouTube. Um, and they actually have like a Soccer Saturday style program where they're watching like all of the six <laughs> people taking part. And like, it's, it's cool. It's, it's brilliant. It's really like high production value. Um, so that's like obviously going to be growing, you know, when the, when the new game comes out as well. Some clubs actually appoint like official FM players, um, which is quite interesting. Like, uh, interesting, yeah, yeah. Like, I, I, I think uh, it'd be like a bit of an ideal job, wouldn't it, if you're a fan of that club and then you're just like, do you want to come yeah. and like just, just be the official <laughs> FM guy? Yeah, okay, fine. Yeah. So, um, be interesting to see if like more clubs take that up as well. Yeah. Absolutely. So, what what are the challenges for football manager Tom? Because you're kind of out on, out on your own, really. You've got to play games like LMA, and I remember you used to play Premier Manager back in the day, but there isn't, there's just nothing on that level at all. So what is, what is the challenge, just to not get complacent? Yeah, I, th I, think, I think the hardest thing for us is to, is to like, make the game even better each year because we have been doing it for some time. Like, this, this will be our 26th game, I think, that the studio has released. Um, so... Yeah, and and you know it is it is a yearly title. So trying to trying to find those extra improvements on top of what's already there is is mm. is a challenge, but it's what gets us going as well. It's what you know brings us together. Think finding like creative ways to make the game um, that little bit better, and also we're helped out because football is always changing. So you know we we had VAR go into the game a couple of years ago, um, and we've had to sort of like work on that as the game, you know, as VAR as the game works out. Well. Yeah. Yeah. So, so those like those new technologies and new systems of doing things are changing. And, and like you say, like, you know, even, even the way we model the backroom team, like we've added so many new like roles, like we were saying earlier, like but just the amount of people who are now involved in that dressing room and it's just trying to keep pace with it. And, and we're lucky that we have such good contacts in the game that who can like, you know, flag up to us. Okay. This isn't, how we do things or this is, you know, 
we don't tend to hold a meeting before a game on this day or that kind of thing. So it's little, it's little snippets we can get like that that we can really like build out into something bigger. Um, and, you know, our studio director, Miles, uh, Miles Jacobson, he's like, he's great at that, at finding the detail and then expanding on it into like this big picture idea. Um, so, you know, he's still like directly hands on with all of the features that go into the game like that. They're almost like his children because he's he's so like involved in that process that um that he's completely you know that's he, although he's got this you know huge business that he's overseeing he still really wants to be focusing mm. on on directing the game as well um so i think that really helps us out to have like someone who's had that experience and has that creativity that we can just go to and like just throw ideas at and, and then see what see what we can we can do with them Talking of ideas, then before before we put you on the spot, we have a bit of a challenge. Um, I did want to ask you. You talk about improving the game every year, and I do appreciate that things will be under lock and key. But is there any sort of new features or updates for this for the coming release that you can tease listeners about? I'm talking about specific features, but what I can do is so what we've said um, when when we've announced the game is that that you'll have more control than ever as a manager, and you'll have more tools at your disposal than ever to. More? Get the best more out. Yeah, more, more. I know, even more. And it's uh, it, when you you'll see when the when the features are announced that like everything works a lot more across the whole game now. Um, so that you know certain things that that were in place in like one area are now brought out into a lot of other areas of the game. Um, and yeah, I mean, I think that nice. people will be really really surprised with like just how detailed and how much control you do have now. That's nice little tease there for, for what's ahead of them, which is great. I'm also looking um, forward like, to these. I'm looking forward to all the social media announcements because uh, if they're anything like Arsenal's ones, they're going to be a treat. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's another another world of it as well, absolutely. Um, but we did say we we're going to put you on the spot, didn't we, Andrew? Yeah, got our counter attack feature on HGO Football, Tom. So um, shortest possible answers would be fantastic. Yeah, so just going to throw throw some quick fire. Uh, sort of uh, quick choice questions at you and put you on the spot and we'll see we'll go from there we'll, we'll probably take it in turns but um, do you want to kick us off Andrew? Yeah sure so had to kick off with this one best football manager signing ever under Tom Davidson's reign uh, New gen called Malcolm Hay he was 5 foot 2 but he bossed midfield like uh, like nobody's business Nice um, therefore biggest uh, football manager achievement biggest win you had biggest success as uh, a manager. Having, a sta- having a stadium named after me Nice. Favourite FM formation? Oh, good question. Uh, currently 4-2-3-1, but of all time, 3-5-2. Nice. Nice, nice. Um, slightly away from the game, but also maybe on the game. Um, Messi or Ronaldo? Messi. Greatest of all time. Uh, so it's, it's cup final day on FM, Tom. Is it a tracksuit or is it a suit? Suit every time. With a little buttonhole as well. Flower in the buttonhole professional Wembley day out if it was um you're a Nottingham Forest fan you know them to win the Champions League in real life or England to win the World Cup Oof. uh that's a good one uh I'll be unselfish England to win the World Cup nice okay and last but not least obviously FM is your favorite game so we'll put that to the side so second place what's the what's your favorite football game of all time uh, good question. Either Pez 5 with, uh, I think it was Terry and Henri on the cover facing each other, or FIFA 96, because that's the first one I ever had. And uh, 
like the commentary now looks so terrible. I remember time being like yeah. blown away by it. Was that the one that had the was that the one that had the indoor the indoor? I think that was ninety seven was indoor. I love yeah, ninety seven had the indoor one. Oh, yeah. I love yeah. that indoor game man. <laughs> it's incredible, was... isn't it? Ninety six <laughs> Something for FM22 there, Tom. There you go. Yeah, exactly. I'll, I'll tell you what, I love a feature for it. Indoor, li- literally it, behind closed doors or indoor. <laughs> well, with COVID, with COVID, I mean, like, I think we may have just announced, Andrew and I have just stumbled upon FM's big new feature, mm. the yeah. indoor arena. No, okay. um, H- HTO manager, though, you can't, you have to coin, we'll have to coin that one. <laughs> absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Coming for your job. Yeah, oh, it's been an absolute pleasure, Tom. Thanks for your time. No problem at all, guys. Thanks a lot. Take yeah, I really appreciate it. Best of luck with the release. Cheers, guys. See you later. Thank you very much. Big thank you there to Tom Davidson for dropping by at HTO. Football Manager 21 is just days away now, so keep an eye on that for the release. And another big thank you to Leighton Orient fan Shivan Pathak, who becomes our 150th YouTube subscriber. You can check out his weekly work at The Zone London on Twitter. Thanks for listening today, guys, and take care. (laughs) 